Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Thank you for allowing me to share this 30 minutes practice sitting with you. And I would love to hear your comments, your questions, and how do we bring this practice to our daily life, to our difficulties as a result uh, of the situation we are in right now, or anything else. I would like to utilize the, the practice, the concept, the awareness, and how to use it. And I would love to hear from you. Um, hi, Ms. hi, Mr. I'm getting signed a lot. Um, is there a way to practice my without getting sucked behind? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 your thought is, is yes, like an object arise in consciousness. It's hard to watch your thoughts because it's very subtle. Mm -hmm. um, it's much easier to shift from your thoughts from the outer form to the inner form. For example, your thought about uh, work, about activity, that's the outer form. It's, it's hard to watch it. But it's much, inner, much easier to watch when that thought of uncertainty arises. It's the tightness in your chest. Now it's much easier to watch the tightness in the chest because it has boundaries more tangible. And that boundary, in the same way as you, the bell, can you uh, love and awareness which hold the of the chest yet more? Okay. Do I need this? Tightness. But can you realize is this of you that you are more than just the tightness in the chest? Can you feel that you are also the sensation from feet to head, head to feet, which include the tightness of the chest yet more than, and that's loving awareness. Can, from the whole body, can you embrace the tightness of the chest? So the tightness of the chest is like your 10-year-old child who's tight, you're the mom who's more than the 10-year-old child. You exist from feet to head, head to feet, and rest in that wholeness, the, the mom, the one who's holding the child. Thank you for being here. Um, one of the things that I've been dropping into and working with most recently is pausing and asking the question, regardless of what's arising, where's the peace moment? And just um, maybe dropping the awareness of getting under whatever is here. I was wondering if um, you could give some um, thoughts or um, teaching on maybe if that's skillful and how to work with that. Yes. Thank you very much for bringing it up. In fact, uh, you are leading me to the next point that I want to present. Um, Uh, I don't know if you can hear, see. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I drew two circles. A smaller circle is the part, and the bigger circle is the whole. Um, <clears throat> the whole includes the parts, yet more than the parts. The, the part is the object of awareness, wherever it's arising in your body. And your mind is the awareness itself. And when we realize that we, there are two planes of our consciousness, the part of the clouds and the sky, the, uh, the part is changing, uh, uh, is changing and the whole is unchanging. Just like earlier, the sounds of the bell, the four sounds keep changing, yet the one who's hearing is the same. Um, so, uh, and the part is the heard, the scene, the whole is the witness, the one who hearing the scene, uh, could see the scene, could hear the heard, yet more than it. So when you have uh, the party and you don't have to find it, but you just have to see the parts, the boundary of the part, and know that the piece always exists before it includes the, the part, yet more than the whole, uh, that more than the part. So when you send love and kindness to whatever's arising in you, can you feel that the loving kindness, the loving awareness is bigger than the part? The part, the object, for example, I'm referring to the uh, previous question, which is, uh, can you embrace the tightness of the chest or the constriction in the throat or the throbbing in the belly? You know, when you are stressed, can you embrace that, that part and realize yourself as more than that part and rest in that more than? And that more than is inherently is already peaceful. Inherently, it's already still. Inherently, it's already okay. So can you be okay with it in the midst of the street? So find the okayness. Embracing more than And like similar to the previous question, when the stress comes, don't watch it at the outer form, whether it be work, family, uh, financial, economic, health, that's too big. It's too, too intangible. Shift mm -hmm. from the outer form to the inner form, the body sensation. Where do you feel it? Constriction of the throat, tightness in the chest, throbbing the belly, tightness in the shoulders, etc. From there, because it's tangible, it's much easier to embrace and know the wholeness in the illness in the midst of the storm. Hi, uh, Mr. Lee, thank you for being here. Um, I'm wondering if you could speak to this inner peace that we're cultivating, um, the internal peace that we're cultivating through our practice and activism in the world. Yes. Could you for that? Yes.
active, just like a thought precedes the action. Just like a seed precedes the fruit. If we have a lemon seed, you will grow a lemon fruit. You have a, an orange seed, you will grow an orange seed fruit. When we do activism without inner peace, then the action comes out from judgment and come out the out or <clears throat> sense that I'm right, they're wrong, and come out of being able to only see the other people but could not see ourselves. Inner peace allow us to become bigger than our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, become the universal whole. And from this wholeness, now we can see the part. I can see David as just only a part and the put and the system, the person that I'm dealing against is just another part. I'm part one, the other person is two. And for having awareness that universal whole, I can embrace those two parts, David and the other. And from this vantage point of the universal whole, now I can understand not only from David's perspective, but, but from the other person, the system perspective. And I can speak in the language of the other person to change the other. So I, I, I'm, I can change other based on the perspective of the neutral whole, wholeness, instead of basing on what David wants, what David does, what and what David doesn't want people to, uh, to do. When people can hear, when the other side can hear from the universal whole, it's easier for the, to change them, easier to convince them rather than when I say, because David wanted this way, then it's harder to convince them. So activism and mindfulness go together, peacefulness go together. When I say mindfulness, it includes peacefulness because mindfulness, awareness, the universal whole include two ingredients that loving that 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 space that holding everything, and number two is luminosity, that awareness that could see yet more than the scene. So can I rest in this loving awareness that not love every part arising? David, that the other the other system, even though they are opposing against each other, uh, but yet this loving awareness is big enough to include them both. And from this vantage point now, it's much easier to do. And even if I can't, if I'm fail doing awareness, it's big enough to accept that failure and continue on and try different other methods. If I can't go to route A, I go to route B, to route C, to route D to get, to get the result. Whereas if I'm only approaching from David's perspective, then I might get desperate and not trying route B if route A doesn't work. So yes, they go together. So if, <clears throat> if I can um, cultivate this place of, 
throughout or else, then the action will uh, come to me in that of what to do in the moment rather than some preconceived <clears throat> contrived action from out here in the chaos. It will come more from this centered place which calls me forth rather than me making it up and doing it to it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Beautiful. You express it very beautiful. Because if it comes from David, then it comes from David's conditioning, like and dislike, then it's bias. But if from the whole, and David is only a hand of the universal whole, is only an instrument of the universal whole, then it's much easier to achieve that uh, your, your desired result. I know that to be true. Thank you. Yes. Hi, David. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Your explanations are excellent. Uh, I asked in the Saturday sit yesterday, and we were talking about something similar. Uh, from a Zen perspective, uh, they sometimes call it big mind or little mind. And having the awareness of thoughts, feelings, perceptions, coming into our awareness staying for a while and then disappearing. Um, and it, it, when you're focused in that way, it really helps uh, you to see impermanence because, you know, you can't find a solid self. You find thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. And it seems like the only thing that is permanent is the awareness, the big mind. Everything else is impermanent and coming and going. Um, could you talk a little bit about this awareness? Yes. Um, <clears throat> this one is, uh, I'm going to talk from the Zen's Suraganma Sutra, which talked about the host and the visitor, which was you, uh, you just mentioned. Uh, the host is the, okay, the, the host is the one who is the hearing capacity, the listening capacity, the seeing, the witness, the, the, is the one that comes and goes, uh, is the guest. Um, <clears throat> so whatever you can see is the guest because you are six senses can only, because they are, they have birth and death, they have the beginning and ending. Uh, they can only see another form with death. So whatever you see is the guest, but the one who see is always bigger is the host, that one that includes the guest, yet more than the guest. Why do we need to distinguish between the guest and the host? Because, the guest always change. The guest always um, move from uh, birth to death, to death, move from uh, 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 it, it follows the uh, rule of impermanence and non-self. 
Whereas if, if you put the I, I mean mind, if you identify with that, then you're always fighting with the law of nature, which because you don't want it to change from birth to death. You want it birth, you, you want it healthy, you want gaining, you don't want it to change. Whereas the reality always change. So the focus of our meditation is to shift our identity from the guest, this point of the host. Now have stability, we can have inner stillness. I'm going to use a metaphor. The gas is like the leaves, the host is like the tree. The, the, the leaves turn from green to yellow. If you identify with the leaf, then you say, oh, I'm going to die, then you'll be very stressful. But if you rest in the tree and you see that, oh, the leaves, that's just the normal process of the leaves. One die, one grow, it's just normal. The mist of the leaves turning yellow and dying. Or I'm going to use a second metaphor. Our body cells include a billions of cells. If you identify with the cells and the cells, they can die within a week and then a new one reborn. If you identify with the cell, then you're, then you're afraid. Oh, I'm going to die. I can only live a week. But if you identify with the body, then you say, oh, that's normal. The cell die in a week, another cell were born and birth and death, and but the body is unaffected, the mist of cell. So in the Zen tradition, identify the difference between the gas and the host from the leaves to the tree, the um, to the from the part to the whole. Resting in the whole by shifting instead of the part by resting. Now we can affect the changing in the part and yet more than the parts and be at ease in the midst of the changing of the parts. How about the concept of oneness? Yes, the oneness is that whole. Uh, uh, for example, talking to you, I'm different. If I identify myself as David, then I'm different than Anthony. But if I can identify myself as the awareness, the loving awareness, the one who's watching David and watching Anthony at the same time. Now that's oneness. So whatever you watch, it involves two, the object and the subject. The, the object is the part and that pure subjectivity, the one who's watching, the one who's looking at the third party, the universal whole, that's, that's the oneness. That's the best explanation I've ever heard. Hello, uh, thank you so much just getting so much from your explanations. They're so clear to me. Thank you. I guess I have a question about, and, and you touched on it in, in the beginning, um, how to deal with my, the failings of doing this, of being able to, I loved you making that picture, you know, of the, of, um, the, 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 the picture was, was so helpful. Everything has been helpful, but this striving to be able to capture what it is that you're saying in my daily life and my continual failings at doing it in a consistent way. Can you address that? 
Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's related to uh, the previous. You remember the four foundations of mindfulness? So uh, the, the first foundation is the, uh, the body. Second foundation is sensation. Third foundation is uh, the mind. Fourth foundation is the law of nature. So um, law of nature is impermanence and non-self. So when, when we have difficulty, we tend to focus on the third foundation, which is the thoughts. So our, but it's very hard to uh, step out of the thoughts because it will pull you, it will hijack you here and there. So we shift from the uh, third foundation to the second foundation, from the thought to the body sensation because thought and uh, sensation are psychosomatic. They have component. Uh, sensation is a component of thought. So instead of thought, now you watch the sensation of the thought, uh, uh, which is the component. Now you can step out. That's the part. Now, how do you rest in the whole? Um, the whole, earlier I mentioned the whole as love and awareness, which is formless. If you are not familiar with the formless, you can rest in the form. Uh, remember the, um, uh, the, the small circle and the big circle? How to shift from the tightness of the chest, let's say the, the worry, it's the small circle and shift up to the big circle. So earlier I was talking the as, as formless loving capacity. But if you're not, uh, if, if you prefer to rest in the form, now use the whole as the body scan from feet to head, head to feet, or use the breath to represent the whole as the, the sensation from feet to head, head to feet and use the head, uh, use the breath or the body sensation to embrace the part, which is the tightness of the chest. Um, as, long as, as long as the, uh, the small side of the patient. So I'm going to use this bell as the, uh, as the small circle. If this bell is inside and this notepad is the, yeah, this bell is the part, Notepad is the whole. If I put, if the whole include the part, then it's meditation. If the part is separate from the whole, then it's not meditation. It's you repress it because now you're not feeling the tightness of the chest. If you're not feeling the tightness of the chest, then you, you, uh, then you repress the, uh, the tightness, the, the difficult feeling to stay in the feel good feeling. But can if the tight, Yes. Yet realize that you're more than tightness. Now that's meditation. And this whole is the inner stillness. This bell is the part which is the, the storm, the rage, the uncertainty, the fear, everything. Can you rest in the whole while embracing the part? And by doing so, you follow the basic law of energy. Energy follows wherever you place your self-identity. If you can rest in the whole, then flow to the whole. If energy flows to the whole, then no more energy goes to the part. And without the energy to sustain itself, the parts will eventually dissolve on its own. Now you're left only the whole.
But if you forget the whole, then you only have the part. And if you only have the part and you say, I don't like this, please leave. Please leave. If we have the part, you will match your self-identity here. And love energy, wherever you place your self-identity, energy flows towards. So even you have a uh, fear, but you want to get rid of the fear, but you, if you can't find the hope, you will energy into you. And the more energy you feed, the more it stays, no matter how much you want to push it away. So don't try to push the parts away. Embrace it with love, but rest in just loving capacity the whole. And by doing so, you shift your energy flow to the whole. By shifting energy flow to the whole, you no longer feed energy to the part. And even if you want it to stay, it won't stay <laughs> because you're not feeding energy into it because everything requires energy and you're the one that's feeding into it. And you, like me, I'm the one that's feeding energy. Yeah. Hi. Um, I found your instructions really helpful today. Um, they're not, they're different from what I've been hearing. And um, like Michelle, I think that I, I struggle in my practice, practice correctly. And so um, kind of what I've been doing to sort of let go of that, I like your, how you just, it's very simple, just shift to the, to the whole and not focus on the part. And I help get there. I kind of have to give myself a pep talk, like just, you know, drop it, drop the judgment and to the, to the whole awareness and um, your prompts were very helpful to do that. So I just want to thank you. Uh, thank you. May I just want to uh, clarify, clarify real quick. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, paying. Uh, I still pay attention to the part. I, in fact, I embrace the part. I'm not trying to drop the part. In fact, I embrace it. Positional. So it's not a shift of attention. I'm still paying attention to the part, but it's a shift of self-identity, the I, me, mine. So notice the difference between the two. We are not shifting attention away from the part. Mm -hmm. We're shifting our self-identity away from the part. That's the huge difference. I don't so think we, I totally understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, for example, if a fear arises, the tightness of the chest, you can feel the fear in the tightness of the chest. Shifting away from the tightness and focus on the breath. No, I'm not shifting my attention. I'm still paying attention to the chest. In fact, I, attend, I embrace it with love, but I rest my self-identity, I, the I, to the breath or to the body scan from feet to head, head to feet. So that now the tightness of the chest is still there, but it's no longer my tightness. The problem is not the tightness of the chest, the fear, but the problem is my tightness. Right. I guess I, I'm asking thoughts with sensations. I can stay with sensations. It's more like when the thoughts come up of like, um, oh, I'm not doing this right, or I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. I sort okay. of, um, I guess, I'm how to work skillfully with the thoughts of of yes. worrying whether or not I'm practicing correctly. 
if that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, thoughts and sensation are the same. They are uh, same. Thought, sensation is like lifting 50 pounds. Thought is like lifting 100 pounds. So <laughs> lifting 100 is heavier. So it's better in the midst of the thought, can you find the sensation component? So don't try to drop, don't try to embrace the thoughts of uh, uncertainty. Embrace the tightness of the chest. That's the 50 pounds. This is 100 pounds. So find the 50 pounds and lift and bring unconditional love to the tightness of chest and then rest in the hole, the feet to head, head to feet, instead of resting in the part, which is only the chest, tightness of chest. And by resting in the hole, you feed energy into the hole, no longer feed energy into the part. And it just come and go. Are you saying so that um, when the thought comes up of practically that I should um, try to find the sensation that's associated with it? Is that what you're Beautiful. saying? Beautiful, okay. yes. Because the thought is the outer form. You're reacting to the inner form, which is a sensation. Not So we get to go to the inner form. Yeah, hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, <laughs> thank you so no much, matter. David. It's, it's yes. just such a pleasure to listen to you. Um, and I wonder, I mean, you make it sound so easy. I wonder why we are struggling so much with it. Because the question related to the ability, basically, of exactly that. How can we stick to it? I mean, how... I mean, and yet it's kind of obvious in some ways, but maybe you can talk about how to stay there, to, to embrace, I mean, to, to be in the bigger mind, in the, in the whole. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> so meditation is sensation at the sensation level. Can you feel in everything you do, uh, at the sensation level, 24 hours a day, not just one hour practice. Uh, so when you're walking, can you feel the parts that is walking, the sensation of your quads, your knees, your feet, while the wholeness, the, the stillness is still there. So can you watch the changing and rest in the unchanging? In, in fact, if I, maybe uh, I can uh, show you just a quick yin yoga pose real quick so you can feel, because I want you to taste it. I don't want to talk from the head, but oh, we can still sit here, no okay. problem. I, uh, uh, so I want you to taste it. Keep is paying attention to the, un, to the changing parts to realize the unchanging whole. So the changing part become the contrast which make it easier to see for you to see the unchanging hope because the contrast make a difference. So uh, this is uh, to stress you, you put your left foot above your right knee. Upward. Just left foot above your right knee and then keep the left knee out. out. Your hand, if you sit on a chair, your hands holding on the chairs and then with a straight back, fall forward. For the forward can you all feel the sensation of your left hip raise your hand if you can feel the sensation of your left hip yes and components in you two two uh two parts in you 
the part which is the tightness of the left hip and the whole which is the um, loving capacity, the one who embraced the tightness of the chest. Uh, I'm sorry, the tightness of the hip, the left hip. So feel the holding the tightness of the uh, uh, left hip, which is the part. Can you feel both the part and the hole at the same time? So rest in the hole while embracing the So we are developing an, um, a new habit. Habit is when, because we don't realize the hole, so we only see the part, then if the tight in the left hip, we push it away, we say, David, I'm here to learn to practice meditation, yeah, not to get pain, <laughs> unpleasant sensation in my left hip. What are you doing? Then, but if you realize the hole, then you say, it's okay, just a little bit more. We can rest in this open space of acceptance in the midst of the left, the tightness of the left hip. Okay, slowly coming back. And then switch side. Right foot on top of the left knee with your hands holding on to the chairs or back and gently fall forward, fall from the hips. Now the parts change. Early left, now it's the right hip, the tightness of the right hip. That's the part. Can you rest in the hole, the unchanging hole? The one who embraced the left hip earlier is the same as the one who embraced the right hip right now. Even though the part changed from the left hip to the right hip, but the, the one who's embracing is unchanging. So the parts change, but the hole remains the same. Can you find, can you recognize the unchanging hole in the midst of changing parts? So part can create suffering, but the unchanging hole is unaffected by that suffering. So suffering, if the part is 5% of your consciousness, and the whole is 95%, then you can rest in the 95% and deal with the 5% suffering. Then it is okay. But if you forget the whole, then that suffering becomes 100%. Then you're stuck, you freeze. Frozen, don't know what. But if you rest in the 95%, everything is okay. Okay, slowly coming back. So can everybody feel the difference between the parts and the whole? The changing parts arising and passing away in the unchanging whole. So in your daily life, can you feel the parts in the whole? And that's lifting 20 pounds weight. Then once your muscle get ready, then you can lift 50 pounds weight. Uh, annoying situation, the car horn. Then you deal with a hundred pounds of weight, uncertainty. And then you have trauma, uh, uh, depression. But you got to lift 20 pounds first, every day first. So that's the part. Same weight, same technique of lifting, just only the 
uh, the weight difference. But this technique of lifting is the same. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's amazing. Okay, I will focus on sensations. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, a lot of this is really resonating with me. My question is, um, so my question is, does this, how does this work on, on different levels? So for example, I'm thinking like this is working on maybe just the level where I personally am sitting in meditation, but <clears throat> you know how they say the historical Buddha had over 500 reincarnations. One of those reincarnations in the is enlightenment. Um, I think the if you can feel the Buddha in understand the outer Buddha. But if we can feel the inner Buddha, the sensation in ourselves, the Buddha nature, the Buddha nature, then you can not practice it here inside, but you can understand the outer Buddha. So instead of understanding through the thoughts, let's understand through the body. So let's taste the inner Buddha, which is the Buddha nature that is unaffected by uh, whatever. Now, the inner Buddha nature is that uh, which, that oneness, that Anthony was the wholeness, that holding every one of us together. So how do we recognize that? In the Buddha nature is to embrace everything with love and shift from the object of embrace to just embracing capacity. Shift from the object of awareness to awareness itself. Shift from the tightness of the hip to that loving capacity. And the tightness of the hip. And if you can find the freedom in your daily life, now you can extend that freedom to love or, uh, or whatever I might see. But just like we talk about the lemon seed grows, give birth to a lemon fruit, orange seed give birth to orange fruit. If you can find the seed of inner stillness in the midst of your left, the tightness of your left hip if you can find the inner now that is the seed of birth to orange fruit of your inner peace in everything in but if you reject the tightness of the left hip the lemon seed the sour lemon seed it will give sour but you reject everything else because we are habit if you can reject reject the left the hip will reject the person the uh the share different view reject this in your circumstance practice way practice the inner buddha nature uh, with time and practice you will realize the outer but the inner one is the most important 
thank you very much uh, for all your comments today. <clears throat> thank you. Um, I hear your um, idea that uh, the one who hears stays the same and some other talks um, I hear more of an emphasis on non-self and impermanence in a way that makes it sound as if the one who hears is also always changing and not fixed or permanent or the same. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how those two sort of reconcile or to use yes. your metaphor from before that, you know, the cells are dying, but the, the same. Sometimes with a, a more of an emphasis on permanent impermanence, it sounds like there's more of a recognition that those are all body is also always changing. And what what how yes. does Yes. Thank uh -huh. you. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, I missed and the whole. Our practice is from the part and um, <clears throat> to find freedom. Because if we identify with the part, then the part can, if we shift in no longer identify with the part and uh, even though in the midst of the uh, the fear, the confusion, we can rest in the um, in the in the stillness of the whole. So, and I'll 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 go real quick on this one, and then I'll go to your question. So the the part is like the prison. We're not trying to break the prison, destroy the prison, the tightness in the chest. We're only trying to step out of the prison. We find the whole step, not trying to prison. We're only shifting our self-identity from the prisoner to the prison employee. So, so the remains the same, but there's a huge difference between the prisoner who, the prison employee who can step in and step out of the prison. Which, when I talk about the whole, it's still a part. But the one who's watching the whole, which is for is beyond beyond the whole. So in relation to the yes to the bell, the notepad and only but actually the note not the whole. It's the ultimate whole. Ultimate whole is the awareness. How about if we can sit and taste it for ourselves? The last, the, uh, we have 10 more minutes and realize the difference between the parts and the whole. Is that okay? Let's, let's come back to our sitting.
you put into the majority of questions into the practice so that we can carry it like a, a summary, a short version that we can carry it in our daily life. So it involves three phases. First, real rest in the hole. Second, to notice the parts. And the third phase is to put both of them in parallel together at the same time. Resting in the whole in the part. Once you get used to it, you phase one go straight into both of them at the same time, into phase three, which is resting the whole while embracing the part. But for this practice, we're going to do about three phases. So the first phase is rest. If you can, you remember kindness, meditation, you can use a loving kindness to awaken the whole within you. Additional love. You can use kindness to awake this no love in you. And then once you this unconditional love is awakened, you can drop the phrases, drop the object, and just stay with this unconditional love, this feeling of unconditional love. That is love and awareness, pressing that. If you're not familiar with the uh, loving awareness, the formless, then you can rest in the forms. Rest in the sensation from feet to head. Do the body scan or head to feet. Just become your whole. Or rest in the, the breath as a short version to represent the whole body. To rest the neutral sensation feet to head, head to feet. of your nostril as present the whole body. Choose which place your breath is the breath you can carry for hours to rest in this place.
Phase one, rest in your right feet, resting in the Two, now, in the parts. Um, because of our current situation, the parts sometimes are a difficult emotion. So invite a difficult, emo a difficult emotion to arise in your awareness. You know, going back to the last few days, few weeks, few months, is there rise any particular situation that create uncertainty, fear, anxiety, or whatever difficult that's arising in you? Recreate the environment, the circumstance, the people, the situation, as if it's happening right now. Recreate it. In particular person, the exact word, words that particular person said to you, or the particular action or non-action that create this difficult emotion to arise. And then feel in your body where the sensation is in difficult emotion arise. It can be a tightness in the chest, it can be constriction in the throat, throbbing in the belly, tightness in the shoulders. Those are just a few examples. You you may feel have different location where you feel the difficult emotion. So the thoughts about the person or circumstances perform where you feel sensation is the inner. So shift from the outer form to the inner form. Feel rest in that sensation. Embrace that sensation. The chest, throat, belly, shoulders, etc. Use your own example. Find the boundary of the difficult emotion and rest and embrace that boundary. Continue to allow the difficult emotion to arise, give it freedom to the consciousness. Let, tell it to be okay to be there. And the third phase is now allow both the part and the whole to be there together at the same time, simultaneously. 
you allow the clouds to float within the infinite sky of consciousness. So can you embrace the tightness of the sensation, whether it be in chest, throat, belly, shoulders, and rest in this embracing capacity, you're one who embraces. In this loving awareness, that's the formless loving. Or if you're not familiar with the formless, then rest in the form, the neutral form, from feet to head, head to feet, the body scan or the breath. Can you be at ease in this, in the whole, while allowing the unease, the storm of the parts to be there? within the whole. Continue to rest in this oneness of wholeness, the infinite sky of oneness, while the changing parts, changing clouds of difficult emotion arising. Rest in this infinite sky, in this stillness. Rest in this unchanging and allow the changing to move within you. So the changing is no longer my changing, no longer my fear, but just a fear. My now belong to the sky, the unchanging sky. So in our daily life practice, we embrace the parts to realize the whole and rest in the whole. While we're walking, the sensation is apart. While we're talking, well, in everything we do, every sensation, thoughts, feeling are the parts. Resting in the wholeness, the one who's 
hearing, watching, listening, feeling. That awareness, that we can do it in the easy one, in while breathing, while walking, while driving. Then we can do it in the harder one, while anxious, while facing the unknown, while fearing. If you can lift 20 pounds with practice, you can lift 100. Don't try 100 pounds first. Continue every day to lift 20 pounds. The technique of lifting is the same. Only the weight is changing. Okay, but it's different. But the technique is the same. The wholeness is the same. Location of the walking is in the quads. Maybe different than location of the fear, which is the throbbing in the belly. Location is different. But the way to embrace and the way to rest in the refuge of the whole is the same. Thank you for allowing me to guide you share the practice with you. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.